should turn off the music first. <laughs> False start. Coming back to you from the swamps of South Florida. Now with a new look. And smellier than ever. It's Saturday Night Lit. What's up, chump? Yes, yeah, not live, but lit. It's even better than live. It's live item tag. That means if you're listening to on a, to us on a modern podcast app, you can boost us some Satoshis directly directly through your your uh, podcast app using the Lightning Network. So for all of those out there in internet land, I uh, I invite you to boost us. Yeah, I was trying to do that, but then the music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We're still working on our, see, our you see production that Bluetooth capacity. Crap? You see that Bluetooth crap? Oh. Uh, you know, it's, it's not perfect, sucks. but it's better than not having anything at all, which is what the alternative would have been. I was trying to find this one cable, and now we're relying on digital wireless technology. Yeah, well, so thank Which God for that. Which is the future. <laughs> it's the future. So basically, I mean, if if I see you, if because okay, so I'm in Chimp's new cave. Oh yeah, treehouse thing, and and so you know, I can actually see when Chimp is going to play the the files. I mean, I could before also, but now because it's on Bluetooth, you know, I'll have to anticipate that little, that little delay. Well, you didn't send me anything to play, so I don't think we have anything to worry about. But yeah, I'm in the new place we're setting up here. We got more space. We have um, less, that swamp smell, you know, it's more like that new swamp smell, not the old swamp smell. Yeah. So it smells like Republicans instead of Democrats this season yeah, or? Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, that's about right. So speaking of new swamp smell. I have started my new job in the last week. I am no longer a grunt shipyard mechanic, and I am now a grunt yacht electrician. Yeah, you were mentioning that they threw you on a boat and <laughs> left you there to fend for yourself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was kind of stressful. So, like, on the second day, they put me on a boat and were trying to have me kind of troubleshoot this thing, and I couldn't understand why they would do that. I'm like, you know, I don't get it. Like, this is my second day, and I would not put me on a boat by myself. So, whatever. I mean, I did what I could. I got to spend, let's say... They're like, testing you. They, they wanted to see, okay, is this guy worth the money? Are we wasting our time? Oh, my this? God. You, you don't <laughs> want to do that on the second day. That's stupid. Well, you know. Stupid. Especially when I when I came to them telling them that I'd never worked on electronics before. So... Uh, why would you? Why would you test a newbie? <laughs> That's it's, it's kind of silly, but anyways, you know, put you in your place. I don't know about that, but the cool yeah, thing about it, quit your crying. Thank what, you, Panda. What crying? I'm not crying. It was <laughs> a. I mean, they're they're paying me, so I'm just wondering, like, what their you know what what their their goal was. What were they trying to get out of that? I mean, all I did was take the boat apart pretty much <laughs> just looking for a few things i got to look through um the electrical uh schematics and that was kind of fun too because I, I haven't had too much experience reading electrical schematics so i must have spent two hours or more just staring at these at these electrical schematics and it says my first day out of my corporate job i was handed a disc with outlook and was told to get it done <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know 
I didn't really get much of anything done, but I got to put them on my hours, so that's all I'm going to say about that. They're just uh, testing you, man. It's mind games, but you I don't, passed. I don't I'm proud of you. Mind, well, maybe it was mind games. Yeah, it was funny. So on Friday, on my way out, I went into the office, and I, I peeked into the general manager's office, and I said, thank you. And then I said, I wanted to thank you. And so he turns to me with like a confused look. He's like, are you quitting? And I'm like... <laughs> No, I to say thank you for hiring me. I really appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> it was like, oh man, you know, usually when people when people say that, it uh, freaks me. <laughs> so you know, I didn't want to mislead him. I I, d- I definitely wanted to, you know, to, to thank him for giving me a chance because I was not happy where I was, and I'm I'm feeling good about where I am now. So you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to you know feel good about like where you work to feel motivated. Uh, to get up in the morning because I was kind of losing that. And you don't want to lose that because it's hard to work 40 hours a week if you don't want to. It just like eats your soul. <laughs> Whatever's <laughs> left of it. Yeah, I also have a new a new gig. Well, same old gig, but I was in the right place at the right time. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I've moved up so quickly in this fucking job. <laughs> And I, I, I owe it all to my, my former boss. Like she was definitely like, was a huge part of it. I just literally just emulate her most of the time and other people too, but mostly her. Uh-huh. And it's just gotten me to where I got it. And now basically I have her job, but I have her team. So pretty cool. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad things are working out for you. Um, the only part that's, well, I'm not going to say it's, it sucks. I mean, it was to be expected. Now that I'm doing electronics and electrical, I kind of have to set up a new tool bag, you know, <clears throat> It's because I have a lot of general hand tools and power tools, but I don't have necessarily things electrical stuff. for electrical. I have a few electrical things because I did take the electrical and electronics classes two years ago when I was studying at Broward College. So, you know, now I'm like looking on, on the internets and trying to see, okay, you know, uh, how much money am I going to spend? You know, how soon do I want to get these things? Well, you could just sell your old tools, There's make some no money back. No way in hell I'm going to sell my old tools. What? Tools are like Bitcoin right now, especially if they're good tools. You know, like you don't know if you're going to be able to get them back at the same price. Tools, the next Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the, they're the old Bitcoin. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, it's like American made tools used to be, you know, really good. And then now most of the companies that used to make American tools now make them in China. And the the few companies that still make them in America charge mostly like an arm and a leg for them. So, you know, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, I'm not going to sell any tool. I, I mean, I do have some tools that I bought specifically with the potential to sell them. Like I bought a few extra sets of things, but it's not time yet. So you're saying you have all American tools? I have a bunch of American tools, oh, that's okay. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I got like a, a, an American tool fetish. It's it's uh, <laughs> for sure. Like I'm always I'm always checking. Like, is the American version better, or is like the German version better, or is the the Japanese version better? And then I want to get. I mean, I often want to get the best one, but if if I'm gonna if the thing is, at my last job, I didn't want to bring anything that was high end to my job because the job was kind of a dump. <laughs> but the, at the new job, you know, it's not so much of a dump. Like we're going to, this is one of the cool things about the new job is that it's a little shop. There's about 20, I think they said 28 people working there. 
And so most of the stuff is, we don't do really anything in shop necessarily. We, we prep things, we get our items in shop and then we go to the boat. So on my first day, I already got to visit um, like two different marinas. And, you know, by the end of the week, I'd visited various marinas. So that's cool because I, I finally get to get this. I, I already know what it's like to work in a shipyard. Now I'm getting to see how different shipyards run themselves, how, how they maintain things and how they, you know, how they provide service or how they, what the, the rules are in the different places. So that's, you know, it's fun. I'm getting a b- bunch of different experiences that are providing a new air of novelty to my job to hopefully last me another year as I get through this apprenticeship. <laughs> and then on to the next job. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen next, but you know, I want to travel. So I'm really anxious to travel and it's, uh, it's tough because, you know, in the United States, they expect you to just get a job and to just work it forever. And yeah, of course. And I want to like go to Brazil for a few months and that's, don't you have PTO? That's your time off right there. Yeah. A That's week. all you need. A week. Oh my God. All you need. In the first year, I only get a week. I'm ready to like blow my brains out with that prospect. Millennials. Millennials. <laughs> We're just a bunch of whiny bitches. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, y'all used to get paid well. So I don't know what to say about that other than I'm, I'm, my pay is okay. It will be better. I'm in it for the experience. <laughs> my pay on the other hand went down <laughs> yeah for the most part wait why because um my old my old position i was like maxed out on my on my incentives so i was like already doing like an extra 1800 a month uh-huh. and then now the incentive structure is different so i'm not gonna get to that 1800 a month Maybe if ever, I probably will eventually, but it's, so essentially my pay is going down. But Why'd you take the job? It was an opportunity. Okay, whatever. I mean, I'm still, I'm still going to make enough, but the, the, the thing is that it's, it's the intern position. So I'm, I'm, I'm still making my same wages, plus incentive. If I, if I get permanent, then that's where my pay goes up. Like drastically up. So. Okay. Well, I hope they make you permanent. We'll see. How long might that take? Mm-hmm. Well, this was pretty quick, so who knows? Exactly. Anything yeah. could happen. Only been there a year and two months. <laughs> anyway, so enough about work life. So last week we were going to have a show, but I got so like enthusiastically involved in uh, the Bitcoin Vortex. What's that? So the BitcoinVortex.com or BTCVortex.com. This was a confluence of South Florida Bitcoin community meetups that all happened from February 2nd to the 6th. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There were eight, I think, meetups in total. So a total of eight different kinds of meetups happened. Uh, Black Bitcoin Miami, Palm Beach Bitcoin, Miami Bitcoiners, Broward Bit, Broward County Bitcoin Meetup, Bitcoin Brunch, Bit Miami Workshop, Miami Bit Devs, and for the first time ever as part of a Bitcoin Vortex, since it was the first time ever we did a Bitcoin Vortex, we had the Bitcoin Barbecue at Reynolds Park. So everything went pretty well. Um, you know, I wouldn't say we had like any crazy turnouts. Um, 
the of, of the meetups I went to, I mean, because, you know, there's like a question of what was the point of the Bitcoin vortex? Like, what would success have been? What was success? Were we successful? Were we not successful? It was all a voluntary effort, right? There was no marketing budget. There was no corporate sponsorship. It was just the meetups that already happened. And we just, I just got them all to happen on the same few days. I got to meet a lot of people I had not met before. A lot of people who had not met before got to meet each other who I had already met because I host a weekly meetup. So I know a lot of people already. Um, we got people like someone came down from um, Brandon. Brandonton? No, not Bradenton. Uh, somewhere up in West Palm Beach, in Palm Beach County. I, I'm so sorry. Uh, Nelson, it was a guy named Nelson. Great guy. Der, uh, we had a guy come down from Old City Bitcoiners, which is St. Augustine. Um, we had a special guest who who participated in the Bit Miami workshop. JC Crown flew down from North Carolina. Um, there's a guy named Anthony Park, a lawyer who flew down from New York, who was a um, uh, like an executor, uh, like a lawyer for. I don't know what you call it, passing things on to your family, whatever. We So we had a bunch of people from States out of lawyer. town, estates, yeah. Any one of those, actually. So I, th- and personally, I thought it went well. I had a lot of fun. It was cool to get everyone together. Definitely going to want to keep it going. I don't know when yet still, because... There's so many different like forces and opinions and the question on everyone's mind is, did you learn about Pogasats? We actually have a boost from Hash Ketchum. Please tell me more about Pogasats. Oh my god, already? <laughs> We're so early into the show. Already getting boosted about Pokesats. I mean, we haven't even talked about inscriptions yet. We're get, we're getting there. So I will absolutely tell the people who are listening to the show about Pokesats. But if you are listening live, you should go ahead and, I don't know, you should look it up maybe. I'm on the edge of my seat here. You've got to catch them all. And we'll tell you how, <laughs> since apparently this episode has been sponsored by Hash Catch Em. Is that what it was? Hash Catch Em. So, uh, so. <laughs> Pretty neat boost. It was thirteen thirty-seven twice. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Hash Catch Em. I really you, appreciate it. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> okay, so to continue, the, uh, one of the things that was talked about a lot during the Bitcoin Vortex with several of the locals was that something that we've brought up on the show several times before, and that is the, um, the Bitcoin Grove. So the idea of a dedicated Bitcoin incubator community event space in Miami as inspired by the jealousy we have for locations like Nashville with Bitcoin Park or Austin with Pleb Lab. So they have these spaces where, you know, Bitcoin companies have set up shop, but they're also kind of used for meetups and for other things to promote Bitcoin in general in those communities. And in Nashville, they had an event and they're going to have it again this year. It's called Grassroots Bitcoin. And so... It was like a meetup of meetup. They got, they invited all of the meetup organizers to get together at in Nashville at their Bitcoin park. And 
Um, one of the organizers from here in Miami, Roz of the um, Miami Bit, Bit, Bit Devs meetup, he went and I was super jealous getting all the updates he was sending and seeing all the conversations and the cool things that different people were working on. So I want that too, you know, like Miami should have that. Why not? We've got, we've got cool Bitcoiners. We've got cool Bitcoin things going on. So uh, that's something that we've talked about and specifically the idea of of trying to get this space in time for the Bitcoin conference. So, and that's May 18, 19, 20. Jeez, it's only three months away. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen exactly, but we're hopeful. And um, and th th that is perhaps where Pokesats may, Pokesats may play a role. Mm. Okay, so that's may play a role. Now, is it AR-based? Can I walk around and play my phone? And Not yet. So I don't okay. even know. Stop asking questions. <laughs> Put on the goggles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even goggles because you're definitely not from the future. <laughs> Jay said, uh, we got a new realtor member at Black Bitcoin Miami, and they came to brunch and shared some real estate information for possible future ventures. Venues and yeah, I oh. definitely shared the information that he gave me with some of the other people who are participating in the discussion, and we're gonna see uh, what comes of it. But um, you know, it's really gonna depend on whether some of these kind of local Bitcoin companies or Bitcoin companies that are thinking of setting up shop here in Miami, whether they might be willing to take a chance on. You know, not only getting a space for themselves, but also dedicating a certain amount of space for the greater community and trying to build the greater community. And I think there are dividends, you know, because if you invest in the community, then you get all this uh, good faith street cred with the local Bitcoiners. Um, so, that's some, you know, there's a lot of content that could be produced from that. So you're talking about podcasts and videos and whatever else might come from it. Those those things could all be coming directly from Bitcoin Grove as opposed to, you know, so theoretically we could be doing our podcast there instead of, I mean, we could still do it here, obviously, but we could theoretically do it there if they had a podcast space. Um, I was listening to, well, because last week I posted all the episodes, even though we didn't have an episode, have a show, um, I finally cleared out the backlog I was listening to an old episode where you're first mentioning the Bitcoin Vortex and you, and we said that we were going to do a live show there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah, you know, technology is complicated. So, well, it's okay, Panda We wish you could have done the Vortex as well, but you were definitely there in spirit. I, I could feel your spirit. I could feel your memes. Yeah, I was busy as fucks, but I did make it out for the... Who the hell is here? Or the... Um, What's it called? The barbecue. Yeah. So it was literally 10 blocks away. I just rode my bike there. It was nice. Did you end up returning all that stuff? <laughs> no. So it didn't really return all that much because not much was needed to be returned. Um, and then all the money I collected was... Is Probably it? a cat. Okay. <laughs> sensor lights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chimp's freaking out because the lights are coming on outside his window. Okay. We have Duncan. Yeah, we got a we got a big dog ready to protect us. So, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bought it from Costco, so I had some buns, like hot dog buns, to return. <laughs> All and, the meat's gone. Oh shit! I gotta get that meat. I can bring it here. <laughs> 
Oh man, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. We'll Where's see. Where's the meet? What? Where's the meet? It's with Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah, everything got complicated. So I hope I hope he put it in the freezer or something. <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably good if it's in the fridge still. It's only been a week, but and it was just it was just burgers and brats left. Anyways, so moving on, just not to keep talking about our food, but man, the barbecue was bad ass. We got um what kind of steaks did we get? Did we get ribeye steaks? Well, I missed that. We had like four ribeye steaks. Were fantastic. Um, every steak like came out better than the last one because as we were like improving our technique, <laughs> um, you know the the burgers were good, the brats were good, the company was fantastic. Uh, it was you know the people who came from out of town they loved it you know because Bitcoiners are passionate about meeting other Bitcoiners and about sharing their time, you know, about just connecting. I had called it something recently. I said like bathing, they love bathing. What was it? It was a good, I have to find this quote because it was really good. Uh, bathe. Okay, I said, because someone was come, someone said, I felt so bad kicking people out. They didn't want to leave. I had people in my apartment until like 10.30 p.m. And so then I responded, it's the same at every meetup. Bitcoiners enjoy each other and want to bathe in the exciting harmony. <laughs> so, you know, that's what it is. Like when Bitcoiners get together, there's an exciting harmony. We get along, even if we don't necessarily agree about everything. And it's there's a harmony to that getting along. And it's exciting. It's exciting to get along with people, even when you don't agree about everything. Because so much in the regular everyday life is disagreeing with people and also not getting along with them <laughs> and that sucks so you know um so if if you if you don't have a bitcoin vortex near you you should start one hey <laughs> do, 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 do. um so the bitcoin conference is coming up in a few months and they got this thing called the bitcoin games where they're inviting local bitcoin meetups to compete in a series of games to win a Bitcoin prize. What? And theoretically, if like, let's say Bitcoin Brunch did a team and if we won, you know, I would definitely use that money to try to like advance the local Bitcoin community. Um, and so they're, you know, they're, we're discussing both like about Bitcoin brunch or, or maybe more generally the big, like the South Florida Bitcoin community, you know, like, do we want to do one team? Do we want to do multiple teams? Do we even have enough people for one team? <laughs> what's, what's the game based on or just, Oh, it's a series of games. Um, I could look it up to see. <clears throat> okay. The games are Bitcoin hole. Nice. Speeds. Okay, so Bitcoin hole is like you know you got to toss a right like a hacky sack into a into a hole. The next one's speed signer. So teams will be given the components to build a seed signer and compete to see who can assemble it the fastest. Chess, obviously chess. Um, pizza eating competition. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Feats of strength. Um, whatever that means. Show off your city's proof of workout and embody the heart of the bull to own these feats of strength. Calling Jay, calling Jay, line one. Well, we'll get to that in a second. And then family feud. The top two teams will face off in this final competition of the Bitcoin games. The winning team will secure one BTC for their meetup. In true Bitcoin fashion, there is no second place. 
So, whoops. Okay. What the? <laughs> yeah, that was a meme Panda made. So, good thing we have a gate. The, the 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 problem, if there's a problem at all, is that you have to have a ticket to the to the conference. Mm. And so I've noticed, and this has been a discussion recently, is that a lot of people are not buying. A lot of the locals are not buying tickets to the conferences, and that's okay because. You know, there's only so much value you actually get out of the conference. I don't even really attend the conference. I just like to meet people and talk to people. So I don't hold it against them. But then it's, do we have, do we even have enough, like, like Jade, you know, I don't think Jade's ex- planning to get a ticket. Um, Me neither. There you go. So, <laughs> you know, like you, you wouldn't be able to enter the pizza eating competition. So that's the, that's the problem we're facing. Um, and then I also, I don't, I just don't like, we comp- can just hold our own Bitcoin brunch pizza eating competition. Winner takes a hundred thousand sets. Yeah, we could do that. Sure. Um, and you know, um, Oh yeah, it's of course, Panda, it's all about the after parties or the pre parties or the, the during parties. During parties. Um, <laughs> the- I, I got to remember on Monday to tell my, my company that I need that Thursday and Friday. Off. Oh my God. Um, you know, Bitcoin brunch will definitely be happening on the Sunday, Sunday before and after that's for sure. Um, and we're going to have a lightning market, I think on the Sunday before, nice. and maybe also after. Okay. So we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. So obviously, like I said, if we won that competition, we'd get, I mean, if we even have a team, we'd get a Bitcoin and I would absolutely use that money to advance the local Bitcoin community, which, you know, to me would a large part would be trying to secure a space because as much as I enjoy the location for Bitcoin brunch right now, it's not a dedicated Bitcoin space. It is just a restaurant and it's a pleasant restaurant that lets us, you know, have more or less free reign, but it would be nice if it was a dedicated Bitcoin space as part of a bigger movement and effort for community growth. Because one of my original ideas for Bitcoin Brunch was to create a Bitcoin landmark. And so a landmark is is kind of very physical, right? Landmark. And so, you know, if it was a Bitcoin space, it just makes more sense. But there's always, of course, a risk with with moving Bitcoin Brunch to a Bitcoin space. Because if the Bitcoin space closes, like, let's say, after a year, then, you know, what happens to Bitcoin? Well, of course, I could just move it back to Naomi's garden. So that's no big deal. So... Um, It'd be fun to do it in this backyard, but just parking sucks. Yeah. So, you know, one potential is that I happen to know someone who, uh, their name is Professor Ack. And uh, I believe that this person is actually in cahoots with with, um, Hash Catchem, who sent us the, the, the boost, because Professor Ack is the creator of a project called PokeSats. Hmm. Tell me more. And Professor Ack has told me that they um, are very interested in helping support the South Florida Bitcoin community if their project PokeSats becomes successful. And this is an, an inscription product. So I have to explain ordinals and inscriptions first, because otherwise it's not going to make any sense to people who don't know what those things are. Yeah, I heard a lot of talk about ordinals at the brief time I was at the barbecue. So the, the easiest way, the simplest way, the quickest way for me to explain ordinals is that it's essentially a convention for ordering Satoshis from zero 
to like 21 quadrillion or whatever. So if you imagine the first Bitcoin uh, block that was created generated 50 Bitcoin. So all the ordinal system is doing is creating rules for deciding which Satoshi was Satoshi number one and then which one was Satoshi number uh, five billion. So that's what ordinals are. That's it. It's just a, it's a, you know, it's a convention. It's a, you know, it's a, a set of rules for determining which Satoshi is which. Now, the reason why that's important is that what you can do is you can actually associate um, data with those Satoshis. And that's what inscribing is. So inscribing is to select a particular Satoshi. Let's just for the sake of, of discussion, say we wanted to pick Satoshi number one. So the first Satoshi that was ever generated, um, if for some reason you could control that Satoshi, you could inscribe witness data. Now, this is some sort of technical Bitcoin um, transaction jargon, like the witness data. I don't quite understand what the hell that means. But because of Taproot upgrade, the witness data and the transaction can take up to four megabytes. Mm. You know, so usually the Bitcoin blocks are about like one, one point something megabytes. But a Taproot transaction can be up to four megabytes. And it actually happened. There was recently a, a block with a single transaction that took up the whole block. This is obviously collusion between the person who created the transaction and the mining group that mined that block because they they missed out on a lot of fees by doing that. They they accepted something like two hundred and twenty dollars in miners' fees. It's like nothing for for one block that also generated more than six bitcoins. So you know, six times twenty is you know over one hundred twenty thousand dollars that they got in Bitcoin for generating the block, but they only took 200 something dollars in fees. So that's absurd. So all of that to say, to explain PokeSats, the sponsor for tonight's Saturday Night Lit podcast, <laughs> uh, Hash Catchem. Essentially what they're doing, the, the PokeSats project is they are going to inscribe 151 PokeSats cards to the Bitcoin blockchain. Okay, so that means that they're going to take 151 Satoshis and they're going to inscribe to each one of those Satoshis a card that is similar to another Poke product. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a... Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on. Sounds like NFTs. I thought that was shitcoin territory. No, they're not... Oh, gosh. If only I could get Professor Ack over here to explain this. I guess we'll just have to have him on the show. Uh, probably. Maybe we can get him on next week. They may have already gone on sale. No, I, don't think, I think they're going on a sale like later this month. So it might be a good time to get Professor Ack on here. Maybe hash catch him. I don't know. These are just these crazy degenerates who, who are supposedly not degenerate. So, you know, there's a big debate about whether these are NFTs or not. And, um, you know, so if you are listening to this and you have an opinion about any of the things that have been said, then you can go ahead and boost us those opinions because, you know, I'm just a man with a man's character. Nothing but a man. What? 
oh fucking, God, this fucking Bluetooth sucks. Because if it's not having any sound coming through it, it turns itself off. Oh, God. And then when the sound comes back in, it turns itself on, but it missed the first part of the sound. Okay, so what happened was is that I borrowed some sound equipment for the Miami Bitcoiners meetup on Friday, and <sighs> Chimp, Chimp put the cable that he needed in the set of cables he gave me, and then when I asked Chimp what I needed to bring for today's recording, he did not mention that because he did not think of that, and so we don't have the proper cable so now I ask you fine people, if you give someone something to borrow, what do you oh generally expect? Oh my God, oh my God, here we go. You expect to here get it go. back. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it back. You'll get it back right up your ass. And of course I have not gotten anything back. It's, <sighs> it's been a busy week, you know, like not only did I help organize, I think it was like seven or nine events. I don't remember how many events it was, but I started a new job on Monday before finishing the Bitcoin Vortex out on Monday night. And I've been going nonstop and I'm damn tired. And I just, why you gotta, why you gotta gang up on me like that? Champ is right. Who, man? <laughs> <laughs> Good deed. Ugh. This, this, no respect. So the inscriptions, they they live in the witness data and it goes on the blockchain and it just sits there forever. So this is, uh, I would personally say that, yes, these are NFTs on Bitcoin. There's a lot of people who, uh, you know, would want to punch me in the face for saying that. So, <clears throat> you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I there's a big concern about whether this is a good use of block space and what is there to do about it because if you go to a mempool explorer like mempool.space and you check the mempool you're going to see that there are over 71 2 3 4 there are 74 blocks waiting to be processed into the blockchain this is a saturday night usually there's like one block waiting to get stuck on the blockchain. So the fact that there's 71, 74 blocks waiting to get put on the blockchain, it means that, you know, that, there, that there's, man, the mempool's full. It's like 24-7. Like we're, we're entering a new era of, of insanity because 
a lot of people complain about 2017 having to pay sometimes hundreds of dollars to do a Bitcoin transaction. I've been watching these, the, the average transaction fees, and they've gone from about two, three Satoshis per virtual byte, four, five Satoshis per virtual byte, six, seven, eight Satoshis per virtual byte. Right now, low priority is nine and high priority is 14. And again, this is a Saturday. Usually the mempool is empty Friday after 6 p.m. So the fact that there's all these blocks and the high priority is, is 13 sets, it's interesting. It's it's kind of got this like gradual exponential thing going on. And where is it going to stop? How long is it going to go on for? Who knows? Um, is our art files the best use for block space? I don't know. They not only, so they can put any kind of data they want. They, they can be images, sound clips, video clips, GIFs, GIFs. But again, but they have to. But the max size is four megabytes, including the other transaction data. You could do a lot with four <laughs> megabytes. <laughs> and, um, and so I think is is it ordinals.com? Um, let me see. Yeah. So ordinals. If you go to ordinals.com, you can see. Uh, basically a block explorer that is specifically showing you the latest ordinal inscriptions. Ordinals.com. Yeah. Ordinals.com. And, you know, it's got like cute little art and stuff, but one of the concerns, so first of all, just so you all know, there have, is it, how many, oh, these are the latest blocks, but there have been tens of thousands of these ordinals minted already. Mostly anime and furries. I mean, the internet, like lately. So you could tell that these are all one series, that this is just one person. So probably what happened is that advertising their shit. Well, are they advertising their shit or are they trying to sell their shit? Because like these are all things that they're probably trying to sell. And then if you click on like, you know, to load more, then you can see where the next artist starts. Yeah, I see it. Right. And so it's interesting. So what, what we're seeing here is that the artist essentially... You know, they their their files are probably all more or less the same size, and their all of their transactions are more or less the same fee. They're probably the same fee, so that's why all of their artworks are going pretty much together. But then you can also see other things start to get mixed into it as well. The artist probably paid someone to do this. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the the artist probably like was like like gave something some money to to, to actually put their stuff on online here. Yeah, I don't know. There's a um, there's an explanation um, handbook. So at the top of the page, if you go to the handbook, you can see that there's an instruction manual on how to create them. Um, and it's it's actually something I am considering for Bitcoin brunch. Um, so you know maybe if uh, if good things come about, maybe I'll make a proof of attendance inscription so I can give people basically a reward kind of like a badge for coming to Bitcoin brunch and I can create them an inscription like for them for the day that they came. So it, it could say their name. It could say the, the Bitcoin brunch. It could say the location. It can maybe even have a little bit of extra stuff. And then there they go. They have this unique um, artifact that is going to live forever on the Bitcoin blockchain. And then you could do special ones for when you do um, an essay, which was the last time you did 
You did an essay. A new one? I mean, I read three essays last week for the Bitcoin Vortex, but none of them were new. Mm. Um, and that's kind of interesting that you asked me about that because I had some ideas for the essay. There was a guy who came to me after after I had read the essays and he was like quite moved and he asked me if, you know, like where I published them. And as I often say, I mean, I don't, I don't publish them yet, but I did meet this guy, Farscapian, at the Bitcoin Vortex. I mean, I met him before, so I already knew him, but he is very passionate about open source projects and self-sovereignty. So he said that he would help me get my essays on a self-hosted blog. So that's going to be one of my next projects is to get my own self-hosted blog so I can start posting the essays so I can try to cultivate a community because I want to get, among other things, I want to get artwork for all of the essays so that when I publish them, there could be maybe some kind of a, an image or graphic to go with it to make it a little more interesting and exciting. Um, and then in addition to recording the audio for all of them, I had the idea of recording videos and then I could make them... Um, so I could be styled where, you know, I'm basically dressed, do my hair and all that stuff to match the essay. And then I can do it in front of a green screen so that we can stick different backgrounds and graphics around <laughs> me. I think there could be a lot of fun to be had with that. Yeah, we have a few of the essays here. They play on the stream. Oh, nice. Um, which ones are they? Uh, Across a Great Chasm. Or chasm, as you say in the thing. <laughs> Citadel in the cracks, fountain of all abundance, hopping the learning curve, and when code is law. When code is law, yeah. When Captain Brunch's phone vibrates and shakes the whole damn table. <laughs> oh, man. So we have a few recordings, but yeah, they're just sitting there. Not, we're not really doing anything with them. Not yet. Not yet. It's going to happen. It's going to so, happen. So um, we have a couple of bets going, right? We so have a couple? A couple. Do you, do you remember the first bet? I mean, I remember a bet that someone forced us to make with each other. No, they didn't force anything. They pretty much did at the barbecue. It had to do with how many people would be using Noster within a year. And I said it would be over a million people by the end of the year. No, no, no. it was um, if Noster would be um, successful. <laughs> and, then, and then we had this whole discussion about what success means. And then it was like, okay, so. Like I took the yes and you took the no. Right. And then it wasn't the standard that it would be a million people. What, what, what was It'd the, be less than it, it does now. So whatever that day was, a year later, it'd be less than it is um that's what you were arguing? No, I feel like that's too low a standard. It's a million people. All right, well, you're going to have to ask what's his face, whatever his name was. Who was it that made us make this bet? Blonde. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I said we should have him on the show, so we'll figure it out eventually. Anyway, so that's the second bet. You don't remember the first bet? What was the first bet? The arena. The arena? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, I can tell you torturing me. I can tell you owe me a million dollars. You'd be like, really? I no, so. <laughs> I would never agree to a bet for a million dollars. Uh, we were seeing what the name of the uh, formerly known as the FTX Arena would be. Oh, what it would become. Oh, mm -hmm. and so, but I mean, what, what, what was the bet? We were choosing names. I said it would be the Dunkin' Donuts Arena, and you said I don't remember what you said. Some dumb shit. 
Reality Kings? <laughs> Probably. Well, the name has changed. To the Miami Date Arena? Miami Date Arena for now. Yeah, because they can't <laughs> find anyone to sponsor them. So the best not over yet. Once Dunkin' Donuts steps in, then... Yeah. <laughs> well, are these both 100,000 set bets? I don't remember. You had to go back and listen to the episode, but I just <laughs> wanted a little update there. You got to write this shit down because mm. you don't fucking remember. Yeah, well, you know, someone will remember for us. So it's a sad day. I got a message. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Pornhub. Um, blah, blah, blah. Ben, it says it, it would no. be the, the Pornhub Arena. No, it's Reality Kings because Reality Kings is a local porn company. Pornhub is just some like international conglomerate. You know, we want we want a local flavor. Panda. <laughs> so FTX is local. You know, like uh, American Reality, Airlines Reality Arena Kings. Local. They were like the Bang Bros people, or the which one, or Bang Bus. Yeah, Bang Bros. All of them. Yeah. So. That's our local, our local pornographers. Yeah, I knew someone who did like video editing, editing for them, and then another friend who was talent. <laughs> uh huh. So, I got an email yesterday saying that local bitcoins is closing after years and years. What's that? Oh well, wow, man! Local bitcoins is a is a big part of Bitcoin history. It was a website where you could basically tell it what city you wanted and it would give you a list of people who were willing to oh, buy yeah, or yeah, sell yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, so they're closing, which sucks. But it's interesting because there's been a lot of buzz then about a lightning-based service called RoboSats. And so RoboSats is a is a a non well supposedly or theoretically non-KYC methodology for acquiring Satoshis through the Lightning Network. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all I, that's, I don't really have too much more to say about it. I mean, I looked it up a little bit before the show. You said that and you're kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the whole thing about it is that, so you have to lock Bitcoin up in the lightning network. And then if you're the person who's selling the Bitcoin, you got to put the Bitcoin in escrow. Both parties have to put some money in an escrow to sort of secure escrow, escrow, escargo. And um, and then you have to send the money to someone, which they recommend these like instant cash services, which I suppose is things like PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, Zelle. And then when the person who's selling the Bitcoin receives the money, they, I guess they go to whatever like application is running the, the RoboSats. They confirm and then the, the, the Bitcoin gets released. So it's not... Unlike Bisk, except Bisk is on the the main chain and RoboSats is on Lightning. So, you know, if you have had any experience with either RoboSats or Bisk or any of these other non-KYC solutions, please let us know. Boost us your experience using a modern podcast app, modernpodcastapps.com. No, it's newpodcastapps.com. Newpodcastapps.com. That's nudepodcastapps.com. New and nudepodcastapps.com. Not modern, though. But they are modern podcast apps. We should probably buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> Modernpodcastapps.com. <laughs> okay, so to capstone the discussion about like um, NFTs or not, I wanted to mention that I... I, I so I did, you know, a long time ago, by a long time ago, I meant sometime last year, maybe I had gotten, I won an NFT in a raffle, the, yeah. the A-Hall Sniffs Glue raffle. And 
So to get that NFT, I had to download OpenSea. I mean, I had to download, uh, what is it called? F What's that Fox things? Meta MetaMask. <laughs> okay, I had to download MetaMask. So I went to go check on the NFT recently because I got an email saying that I had to upgrade my MetaMask or I was going to lose my NFTs or something. <laughs> wow. And so I'm like, I don't fucking get this. I go to my MetaMask and I try to I try to see my NFT and I can't see it. So I'm afraid I lost my NFT, which is not too big a deal. But in the process of trying to figure out what happened to it, I found out that that A-Hall Sniffs Glue airdropped me another NFT. <laughs> so I now have two Ethereum NFTs. Um, I told my friend that if he could figure out a way to get them back, he could have the original one <laughs> because I just, I don't want the stress. Like I never planned on selling it and I'm not going to sell it. I'm just going to give it away to someone who can appreciate it better than I can. Um, but the second one, I'm definitely going to sell that one because it's just like a cheap little NFT. So I'm going to go ahead and like get, you know, whatever. Can you share with the class what it looks like? Um, I, oh gosh, I'd have to find, I mean, I'll, I'll send a link to you and then, you know, you can include uh, like the links in the, in the, the notes if you want. Wow. So when I tried buying modernpodcastapps.com, it was a dollar a year. Now when I signed in, it's now it's $10 a year. Stop whining. Dude, we're definitely not going to be played in India with that kind of language. <laughs> All right, let me see. I'm going to send this to you. I, I mean, I should not I should not be. Oh, you don't even use this app anymore, so never mind. What app? We'll figure it out later. Telegram. Oh, I'm on Telegram oh, you are right on now. Telegram. <laughs> uh, you, look how frustrating you make my life with all these, uh. these complications. No, I'm not trying to put it there either. Why is life so hard? So I do have a few other things I wanted to talk about, but I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about all these things that I wanted to talk about. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about? Mine has mostly been on this house, and you can see the drum set is up, the amps, everything. Yeah, it's nice. So, like, that's really all I want to do is just create music. So that was the main, the main thing stopping everything was not having a space and time to set up and paying for the space, you know, wherever it is. And now it's literally just like, hey, start playing. So mm -hmm. I, every week I want to play. Um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have mic setups and just leave them set up 
Just gotta move the couch a little bit more forward. Any your neighbor complaints yet? Dude, these motherfuckers party every weekend. If it's not them, it's <laughs> them. If it's not them, it's yeah. them. If it's not, dude, <laughs> fucking nuts. And I don't care. And they saw the music. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. As long as it's the weekend, you're good. But with the impact windows and doors, you don't hear shit. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's great. And once you get some foam and stuff up, it's going to be even better. Nice. Yeah. So um, that's the goal. Yeah. Then best solution for the, because if you've ever played drums or played with someone who has drums, the drums tend to move. They slide forward as if you're kicking the the, the, <laughs> the drum and everything. Yeah, because it jumps, right? So as it's jumping, it's moving. So it's always a matter of having a carpet or something. It's always a pain in the ass. Well, I got these gym mats, these little foam gym mats. Yeah. And they're fucking perfect. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And I bought some more, so I'm going to cover more of, of the drum set. So, And I have nice hardwood floors. I don't, don't want to mess up. So that too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I'm glad things are coming together. And, uh, you know, the space is nice. It's a good space. Yep. And we have um, Marcus who's obsessed with video. So if he's not playing, he's like doing video. (laughs) Really into it. So we have a, we're going to have a bunch of cool video and stuff. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So speaking of art, I uh, recently bit the bullet and bought several comic books. Oh, um, specifically comic books by the, uh, the guys who do the cartoonist kayfabe YouTube channel. So, I bought the Hulk Grand Design graphic novel. So the Grand Design series is an interesting concept. The guy, um, like what they do is they retell, you know, it's like another retelling, but they're trying to like pack a lot of the, you know, of the storylines into kind of one book. So... You know, it's taking a bunch of different Hulk storylines and sort of compressing them into one book. It's a retelling. It's like a re-mythologizing. So I got um, Hulk Grand Design, X-Men Grand Design, Omnibus. So same thing, X, like you know, retelling a bunch of X-Men stories, like the origins of the X-Men, the Dark Phoenix, the Hellfire Club, like a bunch of different X-Men stories, but retold for, I guess, like a modern generation for people who didn't have the time to read those hundreds and hundreds of comic books. Like, well, we're going to stick the most important stories into this um WYSIWYG it's um oh god let me look it up real quick because it's like a, a fuller name but it's like a story about a a hacker oh no not this WYSIWYG comic yeah I started rereading Watchmen I, I lost my copy and I finally found it during the move <laughs> so that's fun uh WYSIWYG is American it's it's about a hacker whatever it's about a hacker. And then finally, Hip Hop Family Tree, Volumes 1 and 2. So it's um, like a comic book retelling of the early days of hip hop. Nice. So that's kind of that interesting. That sounds cool. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting those in the mail. I've been reading, um, it's called Check the Technique by Brian Coleman. And he's like um like a music historian of sorts, I guess. And he's, it's exactly that. Like he's talked to like a lot of early um, hip hop artists, mostly in like, like late eighties, nineties, and just trying to get like, trying to build stories around, you know, those like classic albums and their perspective rather than from the, from the music industry. It was pretty cool. 
Very interesting to hear it from the crew themselves. If you're into hip hop, I definitely check out. I definitely recommend Check the Technique by Brian Coleman. Very cool. Yeah, and then the Hip Hop Family Tree is by Ed Piscor. Hip Hop Family Tree. Yeah, there's four volumes, and I guess it's covering from the 70s until 1985. So nice. that's like definitely early days. I like the art. The art's pretty cool. Well, it's his art. And so that's, you know, like they, they keep saying in their videos, if they, if we if you want to support them, then buy their books. So I'm like, all right, let me buy your freaking books. What? I'll buy it. Yeah, they had like volumes, like a hardcover of volumes one and two for like $50. And I'm like, uh, all right. See, we're hitting the hour mark and we're running out of steam. So... My, <laughs> oh, you're running out of steam. Okay, because we're having this. Dis- no, I got, I got, I got, plenty, I got more room. Don't worry. I'm, I'm saying in terms of content. <laughs> I was saying, I was telling um, the captain earlier we should reduce it down to an hour. But if you have content, please, please, I'm, I'm listening. I'm all ears. Well, no, I mean we can cut it at an hour, and I can save it for next week. That's fine. We can see what the response is, whether or not people like liked the hour, or whether they would prefer an hour and a half. Um, I'm assuming that no other boosts came in. No, like hash Ketchum didn't have any more. Oh, no. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Gosh, Jay, gosh. Jay with an E. Jay with an E. What's the biggest threat you both see to Bitcoin's future? Coming in with 1550 sats five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, the biggest threat to Bitcoin? Uh, I would have to say. Large governments <laughs> colluding together. That's really about it. Just controlling the narrative around Bitcoin. Um, using political means to, I guess. And this is probably what's going to happen. Like they'll like destroy like the mining industry as it is now. <laughs> I would say, you know, I'm extremely bullish on Bitcoin. So to me, the biggest threat to Bitcoin is people losing interest. Oh, I like that. You know, like if if I were to lose interest in Bitcoin, that would probably be, that should be a sign to other people. <laughs> you know, if someone like me were to lose interest in Bitcoin, that would be extremely concerning for the future of Bitcoin. But who the fuck are you? I'm Captain Brunch, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I am the captain now. So, I, you know, because... I don't, I don't think the technology is at stake. I don't think the mining is at stake. I don't, I don't think the blockchain is at stake. These, you know, these ordinals, it's just, it's a free market. So if you don't, you know, if, if, if your transaction's important enough today in 2023 that you need to be sending on-chain Bitcoin, then pay the fee, you bastard, pay the fee. And if, if you don't want to pay the fee, then obviously your transaction is not that important. And you just hold your Bitcoin and wait like the rest of us. Like, that's not so bad. We're all going to be kings one day. So what the hell's the problem? <laughs> like, let, let these people have their fun with their art, etc. You know, I mean, there's, to me, there's no issue. But a lot of these Bitcoiners are like flipping their shit. Really? Oh, man. It's a war going on right now. I'm not in any sort of internet space. Yeah, so Much you don't see it, but I've seen it happen. I've seen it like in the last two weeks. It's just been 
People who, who had been getting along for years are now at each other's throats over this issue because a lot of people see it as an attack. They see the inscriptions and the ordinals as an attack on Bitcoin. And the fact that the mempool is, you know, is like 75 you know, or like 74 blocks deep, they think that's an attack on Bitcoin, that they're just polluting and spamming the Bitcoin blockchain with these... With these uh, Furries and inscriptions. large breasts. Yeah, and poke sets. Poke sets. Yeah, and poke sets. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Only and 151. Sponsor, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I want to thank Hash Catchem and JE for sponsoring Saturday Night Lit tonight. It's Jay, is, is your name really spelled an E? Uh, I, that kind of blows my mind. J A Y E? No, J A E. Oh, J A E. That changes everything. Well, like, which J is that becomes the question, right? Because like, there's more than one J in the world. It's got to be J. It's got to be. Yeah, obviously, it's J, but which J? Uh, this J. is like a who's on first. The only J. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, I, you know, this is the been, only J I know. Ah, uh, well, that sounds like a personal the one. En- <laughs> the, <laughs> the one entering the, what's it called? The, um, the competition, the proof of work competition. Yeah, I'll say that though. It, it seems like the inscription people are pretty cheap. Um, but as you see, as the days go on, the fees are getting higher. So it takes six sats right now, but a couple days ago, it only took four. So that's an increase of 50% from four to six. And if it keeps going up, that's, you know, it's going to create an issue. But, you know, enough about that. I'm ready to relax. I'm ready to enjoy my. The rest of my Saturday night. <laughs> Are you tapping out? I'm not tapping out, but what I'm saying is uh, I'm tapping on. The fuck does that mean? See what I got to deal with. I'm heading back into the swamp. Leave your shoes at the door. This was Saturday night.